section eighty two of the inheritance by susan edmonstone ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume three chapter eleven all these inconveniences are incident to love reproaches jealousies quarrels reconcilements war and then peace terence the countess smiled a consent and colonel delmore was at a breakfast-table the following morning a salver stood upon it covered with cards notes letters bills petitions and memoranda of every description she carelessly tossed over some opened and glanced over others while she listened at the same time to her lover as he read the record of her triumphs in the morning post at length as she discovered some post-letters amid the heap she drew back her hand and with a shudder exclaimed ah these ugly letters what letters inquired delmore as he at the same time drew the stand towards himself oh some scotch parish business is that all lectures from my guardians and tiresome explanations from my steward are the best i have to expect i had a letter from him t'other day telling me the schoolhouse was stopped for want of money how very distressing said colonel delmore with an ironical smile then you will have no long lean grey weeping looking building with its steep straight roof and its little green glass windows and its shoals of hoddy dotty white-haired blubbered boys and girls i hope it was to have formed a vista in the park it would have been what is called i believe a most gratifying sight you are very kind to try to reconcile me to myself by treating it so slightly but i feel i have been to blame i have been too expensive in what respect in everything this service for instance pointing to the magnificent breakfast service of richly chased antique plate and sevres china i am shocked to think how much it costs why Dolph, to be sure would have been cheaper and to the philosophic eye a pewter basin is as becoming perhaps as a silver one tis a pity you did not consult me instead of lady charles about it lady charles is certainly very extravagant said the countess gravely not more so than others in her rank lord charles has a good fortune and allows her to spend it which she does in supporting her station in society methodists and misers i believe are for abolishing all these distinctions and building conventicles and endowing hospitals with their money one of these letters i perceive is from lindsay said gertrude with another sigh which you seem afraid even to look upon shall i open it for you do but first give zoe a few of these strawberries colonel delmore read the letter aloud it was short and hurried and the purport of it was communicating the sudden death of the parish minister of rossville by which means the countess would have it in her power to provide for young leslie who had just been with him bespeaking his good offices who is this leslie who finds such a patron in lindsay inquired colonel delmore he is a very interesting young man who is engaged to my cousin anne black and the want of a church has hitherto been the only obstacle to the marriage how happy it makes me to have it in my power to remove it pray reach me my writing-stand and i shall settle that sur le champ 
but instead of obeying delmore took the hand she had impatiently extended and said is it possible my dear gertrude you can be serious in this can you really think for a moment of having your relations placed so near you in so inferior a situation only consider the manse is almost close by the gate that is of little consequence with people who have no claim upon you but really the countess of rossville and her cousin the minister's wife thus brought in contact there is confusion in the thought lady rossville looked displeased then said my cousin is a person i never can feel ashamed of not as she is but as she will be when she degenerates into the minister's wife with her printed gown and black mittens with a troop of half-licked cubs of children at her heels and the minister himself honest man at their head with his lank locks and his customary suit of rusty blacks all coming to visit perchance to dine with their cousin the countess if you are ashamed of my relations you ought to have said so sooner said gertrude struggling with her emotion as it is it is not yet too late dearest gertrude how seriously you take my badinage but you must be sensible that where the difference of rank and station is so great between near relations the local affinity had as well not be quite so close your own good sense and delicate perception must point out to you the inevitable disagrément that must ensue the slights that will be felt the offences that will be taken the affronts that will be imagined my cousin is not a person of that sort said gertrude and i am sure her near vicinity would be a source of great pleasure to me i like her society and should have her often with me you may at present but be assured that could not possibly continue you must move in such different spheres and must associate with such different people that tis impossible you could act or think alike for instance you told me that the duchess of arlingham the arabins lady peverley mrs beechey and i know not all who had promised to pay you a visit at rossville this summer and to take parts in your theatricals if you can have the theatre ready how do you suppose the minister and his wife could relish or be relished by those of your friends but i am in a manner pledged to my cousin not for this church surely no not for this one in particular but i repeatedly assured her that whenever i had it in my power i would befriend her and now it is so dearest gertrude it is not in your power that is if i possess that influence with you i have hitherto flattered myself i did on that faith in the transaction i had lately with harry monteith relating to my exchange into the guards i ventured to promise that the first church that was in your gift as the phrase is you would that is i would engage your interest in behalf of his old tutor quite a charity case as he represented it a married man with a large family and i forget all the particulars but at the time it struck me as a thing that would interest you lady rossville's colour rose during this speech and for some moments she remained silent as if struggling with her feelings 
at last she said you have taken a strange liberty it seems and one which i cannot easily pardon at that moment a servant entered to say her ladyship's horses were at the door desire them to be put up i shall not ride to-day said she and taking up lindsay's letter she quitted the room leaving delmore too much piqued as well as surprised at this display of spirit to make any attempt to detain her he however lounged a considerable time at the breakfast-table expecting her return tossed over all the litter of new publications and music and expensive toys that lay scattered about touched her harp to ascertain whether it were in tune and broke two of the strings stirred the fire although the room was suffocating then threw open a window exclaiming at the smell of a tuberose but still gertrude did not return carriage after carriage was sent from the door and even lady charles was not admitted at length his patience was exhausted he wrote dearest gertrude see me but for one moment as you love me and ringing the bell he desired it might be conveyed to lady rossville a verbal answer was returned her ladyship was sorry she was particularly engaged and delmore too proud to sue any further left the house in a transport of indignation end of section eighty two